Hello, and welcome to The Cheerleading Junkie with Jill Markley. I cannot express how incredibly lucky we are to have today's guest. Antoine Bethay has been an incredibly talented and successful cheerleader at many levels, and has also been a part of the Broadway show Bring It On. Welcome, Antoine. Hey, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This is a pleasure and an honor to hang out with you and talk some cheer. Great. I'm so excited. And I definitely feel a little bit like a fangirl. So to help ground me, can we start by learning about how you got into cheerleading? Of course. So how I got into cheerleading, I think I feel I feel like I have a similar story to a lot of males in the cheer industry where um, I got recruited by my my some girls on the squad in high school, um, started off saying, of course not, I'm not going to do it. And then before I knew it, I was in, the, in a uniform at competition. But uh, that's exactly how it started off in high school. Growing up in my neighborhood, the um, the boys in my neighborhood would have our you know, weekly flip competitions is what we call them, or flip contests, who could do the most backflips, who could do the highest, whatever. And we just so happened to be having that contest at the school bus stop. And one of the cheer, one of the cheerleaders on the squad was like, you know, you guys have got to bring this to our, to our routine. We're going against the crosstown rivals this year. We want to win. And, you know, and me thinking like, you know, my masculine ego was not about to allow me to be a cheerleader. Fast forward like three weeks later, I'm sitting at practice thinking like having an internal debate of, wait a minute, I can do flips and work out and lift people and hang out with hot girls all year long. Like, you know, as a high school kid, it was a no brainer. And, you know, the rest was history. I was on the squad. And I think that was, of course, like one of the best decisions of my life. It was when it was a moment my life changed. Um, I did two years of high school varsity. I did a few years of all-star cheerleading after that. Um, Attended two colleges, East Carolina University and the University of North Carolina at at Charlotte. And I cheered there as well. Ended up learning to teach cheerleading. So I started working for UCA, which is Universal Cheerleaders Association. Um, Cheered or taught with them for years, 16 summers, I believe. And then of course, Went, to, went on to cheer with the NBA and then get cast on, bring it on a musical. So I would, I would say the, the inner dialogue I had with myself at that practice one day paid off because, you know, I've enjoyed every moment and learned so much about the sport, about the culture and the skills and just everything. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, And I think you're right. That probably is how a lot of guys get into cheerleading. I know my varsity cheerleaders, I think they run through the schools and just pull in any boy they can find some days. (laughs) That was a a recruiting tactic in college as well. We would go to the gyms and see, it's like, all right, who looks like they could fit in with the squad? And of course, the girls would go and chat them up a little bit, and then maybe the guys would come and chime in. But that is, I, I think it's an effective recruiting strategy. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. So when you started, though, were there a lot of boys involved in cheer? And I ask this because up here in Massachusetts, it's not very common. And the first year I went co-ed, it felt like an act of bravery for that boy to join the squad. You know what I mean? Because, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, there there were none that I had knew I'd known of. There were no cheer, no boy, no male cheerleaders at my school. And kind of like, I guess, where you're from, it was almost taboo. Like, oh, the male cheerleader, you know, and um, I just went out on a limb and tried it. And by the time I ended at high, in high school, graduated, there were five boys on the team. So I think it, you know, we we left a mark there. We started maybe a new trend. 
But um, yeah, it's a it's it's it wasn't easy climbing that hurdle of the stereotypes or the stigmas that come with male cheerleading. I can imagine even you know my parents were kind of for a while. Uh, just wondering, like, okay, where is this? Where is this going next? Like, what do we should we should we be worried or you know? But of course, they they my parents were open minded about it. They came and saw how much fun I was having and the athleticism that came with it. And I think that's also what opened the eyes to you know our peers and the the school student body. You know, which you still run into those those jerks at school that want to talk, but in the end, you're having fun. You're doing. You're you're being you're participating in a sport and, you know, some guys saw that and they joined us. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. I really see it as that as um, somebody, you know, taking that initial step, putting themselves out there, being brave like that. And then, like you said, if, if they do it and they stick to it and it's successful, then you can create this safe space for even more guys, you know, to join cheer. And uh, obviously I think cheerleading is one of the best sports out there. So, absolutely, you know. I concur. Yeah, for sure. So what did you think or enjoy most about college cheer? Because I know it can be a mixed bag where some people, they get into college and they have one expectation in their mind, but it's something completely different, right? Right, right. Um, to be honest, I loved everything about college cheerleading. The The morning pe- practices were tough. The conditioning, of course, were t- was tough. And, you know, just the events, it, it was very straining on your schedule, but like the that's just the process that's that's what you have to do to produce top-notch athletes especially if you're you know at a big school where you're in the public eye or if you're competing you want to be on top of your game so it it, was, it came with the territory and you kind of knew what you signed up for so it was tough but i mean it, what's not to enjoy when i went to unc charlotte um they didn't have a football team but they were ranked um top three at daytona consecutively you know, so they had a very, very competitive program, and I loved being a part of that. All year long, we waited for Daytona because we wanted to go out there and we wanted to show out and put on a, a great routine. So you knew that it was going to come with some early morning practices. It was going to come with a lot of long days. It's what you signed up for. And then when I cheered at East Carolina, they have a enormous football program, a huge stadium, great game day presence. So it was all worth it. Come Saturday morning when it was game time, all the practices, all the conditioning, all the early morning waits, they were worth it because to hear that that crowd roar whenever the football team's run and you're leading the football team out with the with the flags, like what's not to love about those moments? So um, there there were some tough moments in college cheer, but I'd go back and do it again. My body wouldn't allow it, but I would totally do it again. Same way. Uh- Sure, for sure. Yeah, I loved going to Daytona and watching all of the teams compete. So, um, and I was like amazed by the talent, people out on the grass and on the heat of the band shell and all that. Like, it's so much fun to be a spectator. Um, but what's it like to be an athlete and perform on that level and on that type of stage? You know, it's huge. Yeah, it's uh, that that was next level excitement. There was not. I feel like there's nothing that can prepare you for that week weekend other than having experienced it from the week leading up, just building up the anticipation and building up the camaraderie around with your team to the bus ride there. You know what's about to happen. You feel it getting closer, inching closer. The practice the night before performance time, um, the prelims, and then the end all be all of stepping onto that band shell and there's there's no other in my opinion 
performance floor quite like a huge band shell behind you, the beach and the waves and the wind crashing on one side, um, you know, the tall hotels on the other <laughs> side with people yelling from the balcony and then all your friends and family in front of you. It's like, what? there's no other performance floor quite like it. And there's nothing that can prepare you for that until you do it. You have to hold in the nerves. You have to like really hone in and focus in. But the first step is like taking it all in. And you try to take it, and me personally, I try to take my time with that moment and, that moment and take it all in as slow as possible because I knew as soon as that music came on, it was go time and you just get into the zone. But just the wind coming from the, the ocean was is nothing like it. Oh, I bet. I bet it must be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've probably all seen Cheer on Netflix by now. Was your experience anything like that where the team was broken into stunters and stumblers and tumblers and those kind of things? Or were you sort of having to fill all those roles. All right, Jill. So I have a a guilty confession. I do not watch a lot of TV. And I heard about Cheer and I wanted to watch Cheer, but I I don't know. I'm more, I I just can't, I don't know. I just never been the type to to sit down and and hold on to an episode that wasn't sci-fi. You know what I mean? Like I watched Game of Thrones for sure, but uh, I never got into it, but I've watched the trailer and it, I mean, to be honest, it does seem like it matches up quite accurately um, but as far as separating the into the groups, I've always been a part of a, a dynamic squad where when you're on that team, you're, you're expected to hold your weight no matter where the coach puts you. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's just how my all, all the coaches that I've ever cheered for. That's how they kind of, you know, groomed us to be because you never know what happens down the line. Someone gets injured or someone has a family emergency or someone's just late to practice. You got to step up. You got to step in. Um, Me, I was a smaller guy, so I was always expected to be able to tumble, but I never walked away from an opportunity to really sharpen my stunting skills or hit the gym and try to get a little bit bigger. Um, for those stunts, just because I wanted to be utilized in a routine, I wanted to be used. I wanted to be, you know, feel part of it. So I think, I think I've always been in squads where the roles have been blended, and you know, the more you can do, the more usable you are, and you know, the more the more you get out of it, and the more you can put into it. So I would that's that's kind of how I would describe it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, so I kind of want to go back to how you talked about how you've cheered. Uh, for the NBA, which I think is really cool. Um, and it must be really incredible to have been a professional cheerleader uh, sure, at basketball sure. games. I can't even imagine like the crowd. That must have been amazing. Uh-huh. It, it was, it was, that was, I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready for that arena. It was something I wanted to do for fun, but um, it definitely gave me a, a different viewpoint or a different perspective on, I guess, production and you know production efforts and all that and being backstage and seeing the professionals but um the crowd to be honest the crowd wasn't really there for the cheerleaders they were you know so we were just kind of an extra extra you know um performance but we all of course took it seriously because you know we wanted to come back we wanted to always be on the floor and get as much floor time as we could and there were some fans that, you know, they recognized us. They knew us by name. They, they were ready for the T-shirt toss. 
but um just to from the bottom of the court to the top of the arena was it just seemed like miles and miles of people so when i hit the floor i always like you know imagine they were here for us but you know they, they were we know what they were here for they were there for the dance team and maybe in you know the game to go see you know lebron james or whoever was playing at the time yeah yeah for sure well we follow um the patriots and i know that every game we go to i'm looking for the cheerleaders but that yeah, could just yeah for sure <laughs> Um, so what, what is that tryout process like though? Cause I'm assuming there aren't cheerleaders running through the stands looking for guys. That no, <laughs> definitely not. It was more of an audition than it was, a, if, than it was a tryouts. Um, like I mentioned, I had a friend who was trying, who was auditioning and he says, you know, come out, come out with us, come out with me and just try out an audition. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm that's next level cheerleader. That's professional paid to cheer. I, I don't know if I'm quite cut out for it, but I, again, wouldn't turn down the opportunity. And I went and it was strange. They had a camera crew there. Um, you put numbers, you like pinned numbers on your shirt. I, I hadn't had that experience before. Um, all the judges were, they stayed behind the table and they were dressed really nice. It didn't, it didn't quite seem like an athletic team tryout. You know, I didn't have the coach there kind of coaching me through or going over things with us. We, you know, kind of did our own skills and the girls did the dance and they did a lot of dancing. So it, it definitely felt more like an audition than a, um, a tryout. But since I was going for fun and just kind of seeing how it would go, I didn't really have high expectations of the outcome. And I was very surprised to see that I made it. But as I cheered on the squad, I kind of see like the value of a positive attitude and great energy can bring to that type of performance. You know, it's not all about the skills when you're dealing with paying fans that bring their kids and really, you know, want want the high fives. They want the T-shirt. They want a good experience, not just um, a cheer performance. So it was a, it was yeah. a different kind of perspective. And I'm glad I got to take got an uh, opportunity to do it. I guess. Um, do they compete or anything like that, or is it just purely showcase kind of? Work? It was. It was all showcase. We did um, press appearances. Sometimes we'd go to like elementary schools. Sometimes we'd go to parades. I mean, it was, it was all a show. But the skills we brought were, you know, authentic. They yeah. we definitely had um, skilled tumblers. We had skilled stunters. We had great flyers. So the skills were all genuine, all authentic, and you know, very, very talented people. But from a from I guess from a managerial perspective, it was okay. We need some cheerleaders to go out here and entertain this crowd. We need some cheerleaders to go up there at the top and make some noise, interact with the crowd, and stuff like that. But the routines we did were, you know, they were a lot. They were very extravagant, and we weren't kind of limited by the, you know, the school rules or yeah. the, you know, the, I guess, the cheerleading rules and limitations. So we were able to do a lot of fun, tricky, you know, stunts and pyramids. So that was great. Yeah, that is really cool. So just, I don't like to talk too much politics, but the NFL only recently started accepting male cheerleaders. And I was just wondering if you had any opinions on that change or, you know, any thoughts about why it took so long? Um, I, I, <laughs> I have some thoughts on why it took so long. I mean, it kind of goes back to our earlier discussion about the stigma and the stereotype may have may have had something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, I do have a, a buddy of mine who cheered in college who cheered a few years for the Baltimore Ravens. And I was able to kind of watch him and observe his experience 
in the NFL, and I can. You you can tell they were kind of like the Bobcats cheerleaders. We weren't the main attraction. The girls, the dance team was the main attraction. We were there as like extra support for more fun and more entertainment. And I think the NFL kind of has a similar, um, you know, similar way of getting together their squads. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a great thing that they're bringing on guys and having full on squads because it, you know, if you're going to call your dancers cheerleaders, you know, you may as well have some real cheerleaders out there as well to show the other aspects of cheerleading, like the tumbling and the stunting and the pyramids and like the crowd leading part of yelling and getting, you know, getting in, in there with the crowd. So because there's so many more aspects of cheerleading. But if you only look at what you see on TV, it, you you may just see, you know, skirts and pom poms. No offense yeah. to any of the dancers, because I know they work just as hard. But, you know, they, when we think of cheer, when I think of cheerleading, I think of all the other aspects and, the, you know, the disciplines that go along with it. So I think yeah. all the teams should have guys. <laughs> yeah, I do, too, because everybody loves a really good high basket toss, too. Right? That's That's right. so oh, yeah. And then you had a flip in there or a kick or X out. It's, it's going to blow some minds, especially yeah. the moms that had never seen that before, who are just, you know, don't have daughters or sons that may be in cheerleading. That may be the first time they ever see that. Exactly. Yeah, and there's always oohs and ahs. It's really cool. So um, your UCA experience. So you said you did 16 years in UCA. And I'm just curious how you did that. Because as a high school coach, I know by the end of my four days at UCA camp, <laughs> I was like, never going back again. Teaching for UCA and, you know, I'm a fourth grade teacher now. So I think just educating and leading and teaching is, of course, my, to me, my passion and my calling and I, I, I like to have a lot of fun with it. So getting the opportunity to to bring in athletes and give them four days of vigorous instruction as well as bond and get to know each other and get to know them. It's a it's a it's very, very strenuous. It's a tough summer job. But, you know, as a college kid, you got the stamina for anything. You can take on the world as a sophomore, junior, senior in college. And I think I just kind of built that stamina for my summers and as I learned and as I got to know coaches and I started to see teams returning and familiar faces and remembering names and it just it just kind of became part of my year to you know look forward to the summer look forward to seeing those coaches again or meeting new coaches some coaches are just you know the art teacher or the mom who just got kind of got thrown into the position of coach so they come to camp like I don't know what I'm doing and it makes me feel so, you know, it gives me so much pride to say you are in the right place. By the time you leave, you're going to feel like the top notch. You're going to know so much. You're going to go back to your community and you're going to be able to brag about all the things you learn. And I take that as my challenge um, to be able to turn their year around in just three little three little days or three long days, rather. But um, yeah. I don't know. I just take a lot of pride in being able to change the, the, the dynamic of a squad or change the trajectory of a year that could have gone downhill to now you have a perfect start to a great new season and you know I just I guess I just take a lot of pride in that and that's what gets me through those long days (laughs) yeah because those are really long oh my god I mean and listen (laughs) as a college kid and you you're like well I get paid a couple hundred dollars to just cheer all day for sure and then into my adult my adult life I'm like wait a minute I work from sun up to sundown, ah, and then you start calculating the hours you put in, and he's like, "Wait a minute, something's not right here." But you know, again, it's it's a passion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Um, so I read on your profile that you've done some world traveling due to cheerleading. So you've gotten to go around to different countries and teach cheerleading. Oh yeah. I, and that's, that's why I always say like cheerleading was one of the best decisions of my life because a lot of, I've seen a, a bunch of countries and I would say, I think I visited maybe around nine or 10 different countries. And out of those, only one was just a leisure trip. Everything else had was cheer related. So um, with with UCA, I was able to go and do it and give instruction to different countries. Um, we did a camp in Barbados. We did a camp in Trinidad and Tobago. And I was also able to lead a group of high schoolers every year. We took them to London to perform in the London's New Year's Day Parade. So that was kind of a special event trip for our All-Americans, which were the uh, top achievers at camp. So we did the trip. So I was able to go to the UK. I think I've been to London about four times with UCA. Um, and then, of course, with Bring It On, I was able to perform in Toronto with our show that, that toured. Um, we also went and performed in Tokyo, Japan. So that was a, a great experience. And then afterwards, even after the tour, since I had kind of had my time in Asia, they recruited me to do some training, some cheer training over in China. So I lived in China for six months oh <laughs> on site teaching, um, you know, some um, I forget what they call them, like transpats or something like that. But it's the sometimes when families relocate for 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 business, it's kind of a um a hub for business where I was at. So we had some of those uh, families come and wanted to do cheer and gymnastics. So yeah, I did six months in 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 China, which was crazy. Wow. So, yeah, just all over the place. Yeah, that is so cool though. That's an amazing opportunity. You know, an amazing experience for your life too. All right. So Bring It On is a must-see for all cheerleaders everywhere, obviously. And you have been involved in the live show, which I think now were you involved when it, it started in Atlanta and then it moved on to Broadway and you just got to go for that whole journey, right? I was there the whole way from sunup wow. to sundown. I was with Bring It On. Um, yeah, but I started off in uh, Atlanta. We auditioned, I think it was uh, 2000. 10 was the initial like conception of bring it on that's when they re they they recruited some people from varsity brands some professionals to say hey we want to put together this show um what would it look like on a broadway stage so they went down to memphis which is i think that's where the headquarters for varsity is and they just mm -hmm. played around with some ideas had some people come in and throw some people together and say what would it look like for someone singing in this stunt and that so that was kind of like the the first thought and then they started hosting at the beginning of the year they started hosting auditions in like atlanta la new york i flew to new york in about may i think did an audition and then from there it just, the ball was rolling they called me back we did a few more auditions um callbacks and then we started doing some workshops in the fall and then by the winter time uh i think it was the winter of 2010 I believe. Yep. Winter 2010. We all packed our bags, went down to Atlanta and we debuted at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta. And we probably did a show there for two or three months. And that was that was a roller coaster. That was my first time. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything about musicals. I didn't know anything about Broadway or drama or any of that. I was like, look, I can I can flip and I can throw people. And they were like, but you can <laughs> sing and you can stay on key and you can stay on beat and you can dance. So we need you for this show. I was like, say say no more. 
<laughs> I was there, and I yep. And we did the we did the first show, the first um the first shows in Atlanta, and then from there we went on our first international tour that started in LA and ended in Toronto, and then about a month after that tour. We went to New York and started doing our rehearsals and started doing our tech rehearsals for Broadway. Broadway went on for about, I want to say around like five or six months, and it ended around um, Christmas time, around the, the holidays. And then about a, almost not even a full year, about nine months later, they said, hey, we want to do another international tour. And I joked around with some of the um, creative staff and I was like, yeah, I'll go again. But my body can't do seven shows a week. I'd have to be the stunt captain. And if I don't know if you're familiar with you know show business, but the captains, there's usually a dance captain and maybe an acting captain. But they, mm-hmm. they stand off, side, off stage and they just kind of critique and give notes throughout the shows because after you do something seven, seven or eight times a week, sometimes you can get comfortable in your role. So you always want somebody to keep you fresh and keep you on your toes. Also, you have to have swings, which are the people that stand off stage. And just in case anything goes on, and we're talking about a cheerleading musical here. So, of course, right. something's going to happen seven times, a, seven times a week. You throw the same Nationals routine team twice in a show of course you're gonna run into like bumps and bruises along the way so we had so the captains also had to know multiple roles so the second tour came around and i made a joke like i don't know if i can do eight shows seven shows eight shows a week again i'm getting older maybe i'll be the stunt captain or something and then they were like well since you mentioned it we do need someone who is familiar with the show and so i was like all right let's do it again sign me up so we did our second international tour which ended in tokyo so a lot of bringing on (laughs) wow so how long like what was the period of time that you were you were doing that for it sounds like it must have been years right no it's it seems like years through with all the traveling and all the dates and all the shows i know we i probably did about man if i had to guess i'd say around three to four hundred shows with bring it on but the time period wasn't wasn't that long i want to say the first like the first show with atlanta and the first tour was about that was just a year in a year and a half broadway was only about half a year so you know two i would say two years tops with the first show and then when they brought it back again that was about seven or eight months so you know no more than three years but it but it was kind of a stretch there were gaps in between so yeah. it seemed it did seem like a long time and it seemed like a lot of a lot of traveling but you know they pack that truck up they pack the stage up and they get those um 18 wheelers on the highway and we hop on a plane and we just wake up in the next city and they unload it and go again and just i learned so much about production about backstage about lighting and sound and just like I would walk into an empty arena and I come back a few hours later and the stage is set and the trusts are hanging and the speakers. And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> when did this happen? And, and it happened so fast. So it seems like it was a lot of time, but they, they, these things go by fast. Wow. Must have been kind of exhausting, though, if it moved it. Like, sounds like it moves at this lightning pace, you know? So exhausting. And I mean, again, <laughs> I had that youth and I had that stamina, but I mean, you, I really learned to take care of myself when it came to tour, because a lot of the cheerleaders in that show, the cast was about 30, 30 kids. I call us kids did. That's how young I felt. It was about 30 of us. And it was, I'd say half cheerleaders, half actors and dancers. Mm -hmm. So the cheerleaders went in with the mentality of, 
we're going to rock this routine. And every day <laughs> we gave our hardest and every night we performed our hardest and we pushed ourselves and we pushed ourselves. And if we had, if we had an injury, we walked it off like we would do in a season or we ice it one night and come back and do it again because cheerleaders prepare for one, two, maybe three competitions in a season. Right. We were doing one, two competitions a night. We did our routine. We did two routine, two full on routines every single night. And we just didn't know to make that transition. This was the first musical based off of a, of a cheerleading routine or cheerleading competition. So we didn't know to have to make the adjustment to say, hey, you need to take a few more ice baths this time, or you need to even take a day off, like taking a day off and cheerleading. That's, that's forbidden. What? You got, you missing, you better come out. I don't care if you got the flu, you showing up to practice and you're going to at least sit on the side. But, um, you know, we had to learn to take care of ourselves. If not, we, we, there, we had to, some of us suffered some injuries that we had never suffered before. And we had to, we had to learn fast that like, Hey, this is eight times a week. And this is your livelihood. And this is your career. Like a lot is on the line for you to be able to take care of yourself. So we learned that really fast. Wow. Yeah. That I just, your experience is so incredible. You know, the things that you've gotten to be able to do and places you've gone, it's like awe inspiring, I think. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh, you're so blessed. So, what is your involvement with Cheer Like today? Today, um, well, as of last summer, which, you know, the pandemic really put a hold on the competitions and the camps and all that, I haven't been as involved this past year as I've been my entire cheer life. But what I have found a lot of joy doing is announcing for competitions. Since I've been, I've kind of learned how to, you know, how to talk on a microphone at camp which mm -hmm. translated to, you know, I've gone to plenty of competitions and I would always find myself emulating the announcer saying, next up is from, you know, Greenville, North Carolina. Let's hear it for <laughs> just emulating it to the point where I started practicing it as if I was doing it. And, you know, the, the time came when you, if you're in the right place at the right time, we need an announcer. I think I can handle it. And then, <laughs> you know, I, and I've been just trying to practice and get better and even observe, um, experienced announcers and do some voice training and all that. So nowadays, that's what I've been doing. I've just been announcing competitions, which is a lot of fun because it's low impact work. I don't have to do much. I just got to hang out and talk to people on the microphone, but I still get to see the teams and I get to see the joy that a team when they, you know, they've been practicing all year and they hit their routine. And that's from like the youngest tiny tots to the, you know, the oldest level six elite teams. Yeah. And I get to, you know, it's a long day still, but I get to watch that and I get to experience that with them and I get to talk about it and the teams come by my table and I get to chat with them and sometimes I'll even let them you know if they got the energy I say hey you want to announce your team and they're like wait what I'm like yeah let's do it and I tell them what to say and the girls will get some girls will take a mic and say next up from Des Moines Iowa and they'll announce their team it's just a lot of fun so I think I've found a similar joy to being behind the scenes yeah, for sure. Do you ever think you'll retire from cheerleading or you think it'll be something you take with you all the time? I think I say that I will, but I, I really feel like I always find something new to enjoy and love about cheerleading. You know, it started with just the flips. I literally signed up to be able to flip and of course hang out with girls, but the flipping is what got me. I, I wanted to get better at flipping. Um, and then it went into college where 
I was on a, a top ranked team and I wanted to continue that legacy. I wanted to be a part of the winning team and I wanted to be the best cheerleader I could be. And then fast forward a little bit further, they started paying me to be a cheerleader. Like the NBA paid me and then bring it on paid me and UCA paid me. And I'm like, it, this doesn't get any better. I get a check for being a cheerleader. Then they send me to another country. It just, it seems like I always find something new. And now, you know, I get to go to competition and see all the routines and still get paid and talk. Yeah. So it just seems like I always find something new to do and something fun to do and to love about cheerleading. So no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> and I say that reluctantly because cheer business is a year round sport. Like you just, it, of course, you, you know, you eventually get tired of it, but I just always try to find something new. I guess I'll be that cheer dad when I have kids that, you know, they're just telling them, Hey, stop by the gym and go over some drills with the kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You might get pulled into coaching when that ever happens. Yeah, I, I, I will say this. I have coached and coaching, I, I, coaching is my least favorite thing to do in cheerleading. I, I like choreography because I can give you a routine and, you know, and watch it blossom as you go through the year. But coaching is a lot. It's a lot. And, and you coach, you're a Pop Warner coach, right? Or are you know no. you used to be. Yeah, I was. That's how I started coaching was in Pop Warner. But I have a high school program and I own an all-star gym. Oh, my gosh. Bless your heart. I, I don't know. Maybe it's I'm not organized enough for coaching, but coaching is a beast of its own. So I commend you and applaud you for being able to run a gym and high school. Wow. Hats off to you. But I, I would probably end up coaching, but I, I'm not a want to coach. Mm. Well, what ends up happening, at least with me, is that I'll start a girl, say, as a tiny or, you know, as an eighth grader in high school, and then I'll I'll want to see their journey out. You oh, know, I just yeah. let them go. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, you know what? So you're the coach that says, all right, this year really might be my last year. And then a whole new wave of freshmen or they're you're like, well, I got to see it through. And then before you know it, you're like 20, 15, 20 years in and you might as well. You know, I, I got to see you're that. Hey, you know what? No, you, and you know what's, that's, what's, what's funny is you were the coach that I love to see come back to camp every year. You know, I, I couldn't wait to see those familiar faces. They knew the ropes, but they still got excited about coming to camp. And, you know, I, I, so you know, hats off to you. Yeah, thank you. And listen, thank you so much for your time tonight. I think this was wildly interesting. I'm really impressed with your background. It's so diverse and such a great story that you have to tell. Thank you so much. I, I feel like I, I learned a little bit about myself. I don't, I've never taken the time to really sit down and think about all the all the interactions I've had through cheerleading. I'm like, man, all this is about cheer. All this is through cheerleading. Like it really is. There's just so much to love about it. Yeah, it's such a great sport. So cool. Did you have anything else you wanted us to hit on or promote or anything like that? Um, no, I mean just check out the website, twanbringiton.com. That's that's about it. That's all I got going on right now, T W A N. I will say uh, um I moved to Atlanta to pursue a little bit more acting. So if there are any producers or casting networks out there who, you know, you need an authentic cheerleader. I'm your man. Just hit me up, twanbringiton.com. All right, cool. Yeah, and we'll definitely make sure to put a reference to that for anybody else who's who heard it, maybe didn't have a pen because they were driving or something like that. Thanks, sure. Jill. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope you found it as informative and entertaining as I did. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, then please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Cheerleading Junkie, or find us on Facebook as The Cheerleading Junkie, or on Twitter at The Cheerleading One. That's T-H-E-C-H-E-E-R-L-E-A-D-I-N, number one. This is Jill Markley, The Cheerleading Junkie, saying see you next week.